This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. All right, 2022 coming to a close. Andy Harden for Ken Laird. Ken will be back next week, I believe. The whole Greg Hill show will be back Monday. I believe that when I, I believe Ken when I see it, but I do know Greg's here. He'll be back Monday with Courtney Wiggy, Sean, and myself. Tuka Rask, Sean Thornton. Big game for the Bruins at Fenway Park. I love the Winter Classic. I love that the NHL hasn't bastardized the situation by usually a, a sports league stumbles upon a good idea organically, and then they just totally ruin it with 30 different times or... They just, uh, they just ruin it. Most, right. most things are ruined. The uh, Winter Classic has remained, and uh, that'll be fun. And uh, make sure you listen to Go Stop By the uh, Timeout Market Boston with Gresh, Raycroft, and Mike Milbury, 10 to 2, on Monday. And so we'll have you and uh, Fitzy will be doing the post game, I believe, tomorrow. Indeed. Six Rings post game show, 4 o'clock, right here. All right, let's put our uh, predicting hat on. What is the biggest storyline tomorrow, 4 o'clock? You and uh, Fitzy are getting on the air and uh, discussing what? Uh, well, I think we're discussing a 24-13 to 13 loss for the Patriots. And I think the biggest storyline will just be the obvious one, their inability to stop Waddle and Hill with whatever semblance of Sean Wade and, and who's the new Tay Hayes practice squad call-up cornerbacks that they have. Like, I, I don't think this is going to be a remarkable game in any way, honestly. I think it's going to be a kind of boring Oh, yeah, the Dolphins are the better team with the better receivers kind of win for Miami. I believe the Patriots are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games against the Dolphins and the Bills. And yes. so this would be 2-9. and nine. This would be 24-26 and 46 for Bill uh, twenty-four and 26 for Bill Belichick since Brady left. To me, it, I don't think that anything happening, I don't think there's anything tomorrow that will happen that will shift any big organizational changes this offseason. I think those are pretty much in the line. What and if Zappy plays? So that was going to be, we are on the same page. I was going to say, if it's 24-13, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Max throwing a pick, they haven't done much on offense. Do we hear the Zappy chance again inside Gillette Stadium? And oh, absolutely hear the chance. Have those been back? I haven't been. Any, yeah, they were back last week. They were really? Back. I mean, I thought there was a chance. So my guy, Mike Giardi, a week ago or Two weeks ago now, I guess, we had on one of the Fitzy and Hart programs that have taken over middays here. Correct. He said, I posed him a question, more likely to see. Nick Cayley call plays. Mac, uh, Bailey Zappi comes in for Mac Jones, neither or both. And his most likely answer over the final three games, pre-Bengals game, was both. He said conversations were had post-Raiders in which everything was on the table, including changing play callers and changing quarterbacks. So he thought there was a chance. After that first half, with how bad the offense was, you're down 22 nothing. It wasn't even as close as the score would indicate. It was not, and you didn't get past midfield until late in the third quarter. I thought there was a chance that conversation was had at halftime and Bailey Zappi came into the game. So I still think there is a chance, because I trust Giardi. If he tells me conversations were had inside the building, 
I trust that conversations were had inside the building. I do too, completely. I think Mike is the is the opposite of a bomb tosser. Correct. But I heard this build up. I heard Ken and Bradfoe on this show a week ago because it was the day of the game, and they were saying this is a the change the narrative week that everything. There had been, I think they were alluding to a report that Giardi gave you guys, what you just said. that there This were comp- week hasn't been status quo in, in Foxborough. The first 48 hours after that Vegas game. So it hasn't been status quo. Then what the hell? What, I mean, why didn't they make a change at halftime? Because he was afraid. So, But that's what I'm talking about. Because he wasn't many- afraid against the Bears. I think he probably regrets the way he handled the Bears game. Well, he should. And- not, not only the way you handled it, that's fine. In-game, whatever. We all make mistakes. The BS lie, or I can't say lie, the BS uh, company line out of the out of the building was totally wrong. That it was the plan. If 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 just the amount of levels of idiocy to that. The first one being, I'll grant you, you had a plan after three possessions, you were going to make a change. Well, you should change that plan when the entire stadium is chanting for his backup, and he just threw a horrible interception. You change the plan, if indeed there was a plan, to uh, to soften the blow on the guy that you may be relying on to lead your team for the next five years. Mm-hmm. So even if that was the plan, the way you discussed it after the game and the way the team publicly said we weren't made aware of the plan from Ramondre Stevenson to Kendrick Bourne up and down the line, right? it, it was just so bungled in so many ways. And it was another example of the hubris of Bill where he thought there was no shot the Bears were going to win that game. Absolutely. Absolutely mismanaged it, and some of the mismanagement had to do with a disrespect of the opponent. Although, he would tell you, dating back to the days of Michael Hawley in the afternoon, he would never disrespect uh. an opponent. He always presumes the opponent is great and could whoop his butt. Always, always. You're putting me in a position to defend Mike Salk because there's, I don't like that at all, but there was a cut years ago about where Salk is asking Bill about, like, the Bengals or some team back then, and he was so just angry and and vitriolic you mean he's not consistent he's a hypocrite he may be bill's a hypocrite you get the hell out of here the situation though so this reminds me not to cross sports but you have the what what i believe was the vasquez trade was the was the first of several moves heim bloom was planning to make while the team was in houston to get the team improved for next year knowing they weren't a serious contender for the team last year Mm mm-hmm the reaction, the clunky nature of the trade totally derailed that plan. So instead of sticking to your guns, whether it was Heim, Sam, John Henry, all three, one or two of them, whatever, they just middled it and just said, okay, we're not trading J.D. Martinez, we're not trading Nathan Navaldi, we're going to try and keep everybody or whatever. So instead of just admitting that that was a mistake, even privately, that it was, you know, Mac, that was I did you dirty, I'm sorry, that was wrong, so because he made a mistake in that game against the Bears, you're precluded from doing what is best for the team now because you don't want to further damage a relationship that is hanging on by a thread. I don't know if I understand the question. So basically, B- Bailey Zappi, if Mac Jones is struggling on Sunday, yeah. tomorrow, Bailey Zappi is a guy that Bill would put in and in fact may have put in had not the occurrence happened against the Bears. But because of the mistake bill made with mac jones against the bears he is now gun shy about creating a quick change or trying to get some momentum with zappy yes. in a game against the Dolphins. yes and i think it plays into what you alluded to in the bears game like he needs to know now the one um caveat here is unless he believes zappy is the guy 
if in some weird way he believes Zappy is the guy, like he didn't think this until he saw him play a little bit, and now he is all in on Zappy, which I don't know how you could believe that based on the fact that Mac returned and has been the guy since that point in time. Right. But so he hasn't exactly been Dan Marino since. No, he has not. No, he has not. If he 13 for 31, is that uh, the the, the Raiders game? 13 for 31 with a 3.6 yard average. That would be bad if you were running the ball, never mind throwing the football. And he got stiff armed. So he did. I don't criticize him for that. So if if Bill if Bill believes in Mac in any way, a little bit, a lot, kinda, sorta, I don't see how he can do that to him. Like you already crushed him once, you're going to crush him again in this situation where you could end the relationship, damage it. Yeah, I, I do think he has to take that into consideration because he doesn't believe Zappy's that good. So you're not really gaining much other than the change. You're going for the old like little boost in momentum from a change from a you know they coach teams get it all the time. Like, you change coaches, and they win the next week. Right. And everybody's like, oh, right, made a great move. And then they lose seven in a right. row after that because they suck as a right. team. Or you, schedule the te- or you schedule the team meeting before you have a four-game set against the Royals, so right. you sound like you're making a really great decision. Right, and yeah. So, but do you, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see Zappi. I think my guy Giardi was wrong because I think the time to see it was last week at halftime. Oh, totally. And I actually, for different reasons. Unless you can pretend he's hurt. Right, well. You Mac know. gets tackled, he limps off, and Bill's like, Zappy, get ready! Would you, would you know if Mac was injured? Does he make a big deal of it? I, I haven't been watching. Does he Does he gyrate? Or, or sound like Nancy Kerrigan right, going down the stairs? Right. Where's Galuli? Um, so the other thing, that the reason I don't think they should do it is because if there is any thought to trading Mac in the offseason, the last thing you would do is remove him now to decrease his value further. You Unless gotta, you protect him from getting hurt. That's, I guess, I mean... That's why Derek Carr went home, because they can't afford to have the risk of having to pay his contract. Well, I am contractually obligated to take Danny from Quincy when he calls in, especially when Ken's not here. So I'm going to take him right here. Danny, uh, happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Well, I'll let you know how happy it is at the end of the year, because I'll tell you, people say Happy New Year. They can't wait to get rid of the year that just happened uh, to ring in the new one, and then the the, the one that they ring in that they wish to come is uh, worse than the one before that. So no more Happy New Year for me. Well, it's today. I mean, it's the last day of the year. Didn't this year kind of stink? But it's it's always the case, man. Oh, I can't wait for this year to end. Well, I say, how do you know the next year? No, I don't always say that, but this year has not been great. For me, I loved great year for me, Neither was the year before. Neither was the COVID year. Neither was the year before that. Every year is always worse than the ones coming in because you don't know what's going to happen the new year. Danny, you've never had a good year where you were like, you know what? I kind of just wish we could stop right here and stay. You know something? I'm ha- I'm alive. I'm healthy. Thank God. And I, I I've had a great family, and I, I'm thankful for that. But that goes for every day I'm on the planet. So that I give thanks for. Okay. You know? So right. anyway, good parents, and uh, you know I don't know if I was a good son, but we'll, we'll see. That's, You're not. That's, Move on. What do you got? What do you got for a point? Anyway, but hey, Curtis, you're ripping Ken for not being there, uh, what, today? You you weren't there last week. You were off somewhere else. I mean, every week you fly somewhere. What a life. I mean, I was, yeah, I didn't work Christmas Eve. I've worked every hey, Saturday. Hey, I did. I mean, well, who cares where I, where I go if I'm today. here? You weren't there last week. And, and, and guess what? Daddy, next Saturday I'll be in Florida. <laughs> ah, good. You missed the cold weather, too. That's another. You weasel. You missed out on the cold weather. Miami was in the mid-30s and 40s all last week. I know. Oh, I was in the yeah. only pocket in the country that was in the 70s. Appreciate it. Yeah, 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 you did. Anyway. You too, Don. Uh, yeah, I got to laugh at you, though, Curtis. You, you know, you sound like Michael Phelps. By the way, if I was Felder's uh, lawyer, I was suing you for all the, uh, all the vernacular. You, you used the word schmenzer yesterday, and that you're saying the word you. 
When it comes to like talking about the Patriots, you those are Felgerisms. Oh my god! I mean, oh yeah, Felger created the the way of talking about you and the fan yeah, base. You because you don't want to be associated with the Patriots as a fan. That's oh. why you do it. But hey, Danny, yeah. I don't know about you. I don't do that. But if I was going to try and be somebody, he's a pretty good guy to be. I don't yeah. know if, if you look at the success he's had. Pointing it out, it seems like you listen to him a lot. You you steal his lines. But anyways, oh my god! Yeah, uh, I, I would listen to Big Jim. He steals half of my takes. So appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, well, you talk about the Chicago game, uh, Andy. But, yeah. uh, the, the, again, the Minnesota game was the one that stands out to me. If they just stop that guy from scoring on the kickoff, they win that game. With all the other bad things that happened, and then the Green Bay game, they had that game won in overtime. After they, got, they lost the toss, got the three and out, and they had it set up perfectly for a field goal to win the game. And I'll blame Belichick for that one. He put the brakes on Zappi for that one. That was a that was huge. I you, the the Bears game. It just seemed like as the game went on, the Bears were going to win that game no matter what. They just blew them out. Yeah, but so, there are three. You can make all these excuses, but I think the Vikings are good. The Packers have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like you can explain all of these way. You were at home on Monday Night Football hosting a other than that game two win team. They're going to win two games in a seventeen game schedule, and you got your ass handed to you. I, I did. It happens. Look at look at look. Just Nobody's stopping. Uh, Is that what we're doing here? now? We're Danny, just throwing our many, hands up. Diddy, how many M- NFC teams did they get blown out by in the last twenty years at home? I understand it happens to it, every team, but it didn't the happen NFL here. Year, Curtis. No, Danny. I mean, I, I I hear you. You like to lecture me. That's great. I, I would just no, simply no, like. I, I have, you, no, no. I have a question for you, Danny. You Shenza, Danny. I'm just going to ask you this right now. Are you finally going to come off the Bill Island, or do I have to wait another year? I'm not going to rewrite history. No, no, I'm asking you a simple question. I'm asking you a simple question. Are you finally ready to come off and join me? I I think if Bill, I said this to you a couple of weeks ago, if Bill Belichick drives this team into the ground and and he's on the path of doing it seemingly, and I don't know if it's deliberate or he just doesn't have the passion anymore, or if he does, I'll be the first one to call for his head. Because I I'm 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 not going to watch this crap any, anymore. This is they ruined my Christmas Eve last week. They keep ruining it. Somebody called. So I will say that, but I don't like when you when you rewrite history, Andy. Yeah. You, both of you get on the air this morning, and Andy, you you sounded like Steve from Fall River. Oh God! Everybody Curtis, sounds like someone know, else, Danny. You sound like thirty other people I know. Like Belichick. just get to a point. So, my point is this: the twenty years that Brady and Belichick worked together. To give them the six out of nine, you're rewriting the history. No, I'm not. I'm using you're new both, information. I'm using new information. Bill Belichick lost tomorrow is 24 and 26 in three years without Brady. 480 winning percentage. Yes, I would that is his winning percentage him at the end of the season. Daddy, that, Daddy, that is his winning percentage with the Browns. What's no, an anomaly? No, one's a coach. One's a player that has a direct impact on yeah, what goes on. Daddy, on the let field, me write that down. Tom Brady's a, a player. Who the hell didn't know that? Well, Why are you stating the obvious? You didn't because you keep you keep comparing a coach to a player. I mean, the thing that's just so amazing with Danny is he spends half his call trying to tell you what you said and who said it first. Right, Danny, you listen to every word I say for twenty hours a week and four more on Saturday. So if you don't like what I'm saying, there's an easy option. And secondly, this is of course what you would be using against me. You would be rewriting history if Tom sucked for three years, didn't win another playoff game, and Bill won a Super Bowl. So you're just rejigging the rules of the conversation that you engaged in because you were wrong, I was right. 
It's okay. I've been wrong a million times before. I'll be wrong a million times again. But the core issue of our time, not global warming, not global war, it is Tom versus Bill, and I am proudly, steadfastly, on the Tom Island. We will take your calls. We see Tony and others, 617-779-7937. We'll get to all you guys next. But first, here's Nick LePan and what's trending. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Getting ready for a big NFL slate tomorrow, Winter Classic Monday at Fenway Park. Today, we got some great college football games. Beginning at noon, we've got Alabama, and it's the Peach Bowl, I think. I don't know who they're playing. Who's Alabama playing today? Uh, Kansas State, maybe? Yeah, sounds right. I was going to say Kansas, but then I thought they already played, so Kansas State. I was all invested in that Kansas State-TCU game because I thought it was an elimination game, but then TCU lost and still got in the playoff. It was the conference championship game in, yes. in, in Dallas. The yeah. other, it was a because Ohio of, State lost, and then USC right. lost. Oh, yeah, there's lots right. of losing. A lot of losing. Either way. This will all be solved when they expand the playoffs. Is that next year, eight games? 24, I Ken think. and I have discussed this. They have basically fixed all major issues with sports. The have D- you seen replay? Well, the replay is one thing. But DH, <laughs> DH now everybody's got a DH. Okay. We have um, the college bowls uh, have been expanded. And there was one more that I don't remember off the top of my head that they fixed. Uh, either way. 2024. Oh, pitch expansion. clock. Pitch clock. So next year, 2024. Look at that. So we're going to be doubling. No, I think. Let's just go with it and say it's good news. Okay, I'll go with it. You also said eight. Isn't it 12? It is 12. Oh, look at that. Even better. 12-game play-in. Yeah. Playoff. I'm all in. BC's got a shot. They, they got a really good don't. Uh, recruiting class coming in. When they go to the 100-game playoff. <laughs> we'll still be on the outside. <laughs> still miss it. <laughs> don't let Halfley get hot. Uh, let's go to Carl in the Cape. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, I am Happy excellent. Holidays. You too. There you go. Curtis, I know, you're, uh, I know you're anti-Bill, and you have been for a long time. Nope, I'm just honest. But, you know, I want you to hypothetically think about this. What happens? Everybody's saying the Crafts get rid of Belichick. What happens when it happens in reverse? What happens if Belichick decides to get rid of the Crafts and move on? Wouldn't that be the same result? Before you answer that, no. Before you answer that, no, I doubt it. It'll be much worse. No. Well, Carl, you Carl that, I see what the question what is. is the, Carl, quickly, quickly, Carl, quickly. I see what you wrote and what, what the question is. Where would the Patriots be without Belichick? We have the answer to where the Patriots are without Brady. We see it. And Competing we see, for the playoffs in the second penultimate week of the season. We have the Patriots with, with Brady and without Brady. We have Belichick in Cleveland here without Brady. He's an under five hundred coach. Well, it wasn't too long ago the Denver Broncos fans were all up in arms. They wanted to get rid of Shanahan. Blow Shanahan out of town. Blow him out of town. They finally own a ship. Listen, they blew him out of town. What happened to the Denver Broncos? Well, they, they won the, Super, they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning? Listen, that team is as inconsistent as any other football team right. in the NFL. Sort of like the Patriots, and really inconsistent. Goes away, 
Listen, they were in the playoffs last year. Oh, they really? Yeah, they were a great playoff team. Carl, at what point, what do you need to see in terms of, Carl, what do you need to see in terms of inefficiency from this Patriots team for you to say maybe Bill isn't the right guy anymore? Well, if you let Bill make all the decisions, I think they'd be in a much better position. (laughs) What decision isn't he making? Whoa, 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 whoa. What decision is he not making? Well, you went over his head and took Mac Jones. He wanted Micah Parsons. Oh, you know that. (laughs) Wait. He didn't want. When did Micah he did Parsons go? He did not want Mac Jones. He was he was gone before. He didn't 15. want Mike Jones. Micah Parsons went before he right went. Why didn't he trade up for Micah Parsons Micah. if he wanted him? That's who we wanted. Yeah, why didn't well, he trade up to get had, him? They had a quarterback in their head. Well, my because guess is who's Carl, they? Carl, with all due respect, my guess is talk to Josh McDaniels, and they let Josh McDaniels pick out his quarterback. Carl, Carl, <laughs> with, with, Carl, with all due respect, Carl, with all due respect, you couldn't you say that the, that Bill wanted Trevor Lawrence? Isn't that the same thing as saying if he wanted Micah Parsons? If you think you don't Bill answer questions, Belichick do you? Audit Mac Jones. You're out of your mind. Okay. He's I, what do you base that on? All you got to do is look at the man. Look at what man? Look at the man. He's not happy. So he just lied Bill for a Belichick. year plus. What is happening? This is like the like crazy one. Because Bill often takes a bullet for other people. He never lets you know when he's displeased. And he lied for a year plus and pretended he liked Mac. This is ridiculous. I don't think he's lying. I think he's, it's it's quite obvious. Because you it's look at obvious. him? How many times has he given the kid a compliment? They've asked uh, the kid, A million asked times. Uh, uh, Carl, how often did he give Tom Brady compliments? <laughs> That's sort of how he coaches. No, but go back to the summer when Bill said he's light years ahead and right, all the work. And, yeah, all of that crap. That wasn't a – Carl, you need to get your facts to match your story. Disagree. Okay, I can't. <laughs> I do not need facts to match my story. I disagree. It, it really is. And I know the feeling. Like, if you believe in something, you know, not to get anywhere near a the Bible, right? But like, if you believe in something, and then you realize, like, wait, no, this is. It happened to me in a much different way. I used to think that the people that covered the teams and were on TV talking about them knew more than I did. That's that, true. Me Tuesday yeah. nights, NBC Sports Boston, obviously present company excluded. So when I saw the the the, and I was part of the unraveling of Volan. And I noted that his source was this guy that was a stoolie who just sent some cockamamie story about ticket sales. And he used that as the bedrock of his of his opinion, not only on TV, but on the radio. It comes very clear to you that, no, that, that fourth wall doesn't really need to be there. There isn't much difference. Yes, they watch the games, they talk to players, there's connections, all that. But when it comes to watching a football game, Ben Bolin doesn't know. I mean, I know more about football than Ben Bolin. Not saying like not saying much, but you know, I played the game. I watched every. Whoa, whoa, game whoa, whoa! Did you just drop? I played the no, game. No, I played at Rivers. The same thing that Stephen Belichick did. And I, I could be coaching on the That's Patriots. What I staff. always say that I played the same level of college football as Bill Belichick in the NESCAC, baby. Right. I mean, you know, I, was Stephen I, right over there? If you can find it, the Chris Curtis Most Improved Award from two thousand one. Look out! <laughs> uh, they don't go, they don't give that award out often. <laughs> Tony in the car. Hey, good morning, Andy. Good morning, Curtis. Wishing you guys a safe, uh, happy new year. You too, Thanks. I've got two points on Belichick, if, if I may. The first one is the only way we can judge sports are by stats and facts. And when you separate Brady and Bill and just look at the stats and the facts, Brady and by the stats just carries that team the whole 20 years he was here. Bill, like you said, Curtis, is under 500 without Brady. Brady is way over 500 with and without Belichick. And my second point, 
My concern with Bill and this pursuit of Don Shula's record is that do you think Bob Kraft is more enamored with having Bill as his coach for for him to break Shula's record as he is with taking the hard stance and saying, Bill, it has to be my way or you're gone? What what do you guys think that whole dynamic with Kraft enamored with Belichick is? Well, I I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll defer to you, Andy, in terms of the the relationship, but... To me, it's so antithetical to the last 20-plus years of this Patriots way to have it conclude with this sort of joyless slog to 300-however-many wins. I don't know a single Patriots fan. who I know a lot of Patriots fans. I don't know any, any one of them that gives a damn if Bill passes Shula. And does Robert? Like, I don't believe necessarily that Robert does. Somebody's like, the money he'll make off that. And I'm like, what? How? What is it? Is it going to be one T-shirt in the pro shop that has like three forty-eight? Right. Like uh, I squished that fish. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I don't think. I think you'd make more money if you somehow make a tough decision, but make the right decision, bring in a new coach, and all of a sudden, a year from now, you're a twelve-win football team looking for a playoff run, and like you're now in consideration with the best teams. And to me, that's more valuable. Right. I, I don't. I don't see the record as all that that valuable. And so, what what the issue here with the team going forward is is that. It, it is not a destination right now, from my view, for a Sean Payton, for the hot coaching commodity, whomever it is, to want to come and restart their career here. You have a fan base that's used to caviar and you're serving them ramen. You have a fan base that is not very patient in any way. You are bereft of real offensive talent. You have a good defense, but there, there's just not a lot here. You, you have follow a, Bill. You, you follow Bill. You have a great owner. Here's the pros. Great owner who is going to spend and be supportive, uh, uh, Who's who's does all things, uh, most things right. You have uh, a great city to be, you know, a great sports town. But there's really, you know, Gillette Stadium isn't exactly like, you know, this huge destination spot. It's now 20 years old, which is so wild. If you don't believe that, just listen to Bill when he talked about going to Vegas for those joint practices and was like, this is the gr- this is the Taj Mahal of facilities. That is true. <laughs> By the way, totally random question, but I was uh, reading the transcript flying home and Bill made some comment about the practice fields not being ready. Did you see something? Was that something? Oh, he that- said that, that they were not ready this week and i didn't understand it either unfortunately i was here all week i wasn't oh. down there but that he said yeah they're not ready we'll be inside and somebody said a, f- a follow-up and he said we'll just say they're not ready so that's that stuck out i mean obviously not that didn't stand out that much because it just was popped into my head but that's interesting because this would definitely be a week you'd be outside oh, getting he, ready yeah he does this all the time you know if you re if you really listen he takes pot shots at when he doesn't have uh, the availability of something he wants. During training camp, somebody asked about the wind and how construction would change it. And he said, if our specialists can ever get in there to practice, we'll figure that out. Holy And it was like in the midst of concerts and Monster Jam oh, or God. something. So he they hates couldn't Chesney. Get, So he takes little pot shots all the time at that Interesting. stuff. So anyway, I don't know if it's a huge destination point, but I, you need to have an answer. You, your answer can't just be fire, Bill. There has to be a... This is who we're bringing in. Hire Gerard Mayo. You think? No, I was just, you said I had to have an answer, okay. so I gave you an op- possibility. How about hire Sean Payton? Give him $200 million. I think he, it would be a destination. Oh, that was the other point. You pay $20 million a year, so you're going to pay at the top of the market. Right. Maybe that'll lure them here anyway. Yeah. Phil in Providence, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. You How too, are you guys? Good. What's up? Hey, Mr. Mr. Curtis, I'm, I'm just wanted to say, um, yeah, four years coming up uh, without a bet, and... Uh, I'm doing well, and I want to say you're doing well, and uh, being in, uh, being an addict also, and uh, you know, good for you, and uh, 
keep it up. You know, hey, thanks, Phil, and that's um, great for you, buddy. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just just going by. I mean, Bill. I mean, you know, Bill with the defense. I mean, still. You. I mean, you can't. Without the defense, they wouldn't have been none of these games. I mean, the whole Cincinnati still 18 points. I mean, one of the best offenses in the league. All year long, the defense has been constant. Uh, everybody goes away from that. I guess. Well, I guess as fans, we always talk about the negative, but I'm going to go with the positive, and their defense is fabulous. Uh, you know, if they can they can build on the offense next year, get an offensive coordinator, we'll be okay. Even with Josh McDaniels there last year, they they didn't do well on third downs. Their third down percentage was terrible, and even when he was there, they were just they were struggling on third downs. But everything will change, and you know we keep the defense constant. That's how you win Super Bowls, and uh, hopefully we get an offense and we'll be okay. Yeah, thanks for All right, Phil. Happy have- New Year, buddy. Thanks, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I, I there's parts of that that I agree with. I would say the, the defense has certainly been a strong suit. But who have they beaten? I hate to beat a dead horse, but when you're beating Ellinger, Wilson twice, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Jesus, Mary, who's the other guys that they've beaten this year? Uh, Zach Wilson oh, twice. And Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, if you beat him on Sunday, because everybody's like, ah, oh, Teddy Bridgewater, we got a chance to win now, will be the second best quarterback you've beaten this year behind Jared Goff. Jared Goff is the best quarterback you've beaten. Right. You can... And I don't think Jared Goff is all that good. Right. Oh, and so this is uh, dovetails. Uh, and he's wrong. I just wanted to double check. 2021 Patriots ranked seventh in the NFL in third down conversions. Okay. That didn't ring true to me, but I didn't want to correct him without the facts. Thank just, you, Andy. I, when people throw out facts that immediately you're like, that doesn't sound right. I like right. to. Clear it up. Yeah. Uh, well, I just take every fact that Danny uses as totally wrong because oh, it usually that, is. Yes. But the uh, so there's been a lot of talk this week that there is the potential if the Broncos somehow upset the Chiefs and the Bills win Monday night against the Bengals that the Patriots with a win tomorrow would be able to take on Case Keenum and the Bills as they would have already locked up the bye and have no need to play the Patriots thereby enabling the Patriots to get into the playoffs without much issue. What is your take on that? Uh, I don't see it happening. I do not see Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and the Bills doing the old Colts. You've secured a bye, so you're going to take another bye, so you're going to ensure that you're three weeks away from playing meaningful football in Buffalo. That's the other thing. Like I feel like they are trying to be a Buffalo team, like blue-collar Josh Allen's like a man right. of the people. And in Buffalo... You're going to become the soft Colts, the Tony Dungy Colts that just take time off. And then what did they generally do? Regretted it. Oh, yeah. Eight one and duns. Right. Um, so do you, I don't see the Bills doing that, and especially the Patriots. I have this theory, and I know Josh Allen has said nice things. Oh, Bill came into the locker room and told me I was great, and that means a lot. I still think Josh Allen has a bee in his bonnet from when Bill said he wasn't an MVP candidate. I think Josh Allen tries to kill the Patriots every time he sees the Patriots in his sight. And I think Josh Allen and Sean McDermott would want to go the Giants route and play it out in the regular season, play your best football, rolling toward your next game. So I think whether the Bills have clinched or not clinched, the Bills are going to try to whoop your ass in the finale. I agree with almost everything you said, but I will play devil's advocate in this regard. Okay. The Bills remind me, and I've said this throughout the season, of the 0-4 Sox, where all the they were a preseason championship favorite. They hadn't won anything the year before, had a brutal gut-wrenching loss against their biggest rival in the second round of the playoffs with 15, 13 seconds, whatever it was, and to go to overtime. And you have a team that's been pretty dinged up most of the year. If 
for some unknown way, whether it's Allen or it's Diggs or it's Milano or it's someone on the offense or defense of this team that goes down because it's football and people hit each other, isn't that a massive second guess that McDermott's opening himself up to? Sure, but you're opening yourself up to a second guess either way. Either the second guess is your guy got hurt or the second guess is you're in the fourth quarter and have three points in your first playoff game at home as the number one seed. And you go, what happened to our offense? Why are we playing like crap? And everybody says, well, maybe if you played out the season and didn't take three weeks off between meaningful football. So the second guess is coming if you don't perform, if you don't succeed, if it doesn't work for you. The second guess is coming. What is the best way, if you're the head coach of the Buffalo Bills right now who are trying to get to a spot, they're not a team that's been there, that's done that. There's no flipping the switch on and off like kind of veteran team. What would you do? Oh, I'm 100% with you. Okay. I, I totally, I look back at the 2018 Patriots who may have been one of their less talented rosters that won it all. And it was just, and look at the 2021, 2020 Bucks. You know, 2018 Patriots, 2020 Bucks. Teams that were middling the Miami Miracle, the Brady forgets the downs, the Bucks are 7 and 5. They just clicked against bad teams against at the end of the year and they rode that wave to a Super Bowl. If you get hot, you don't want to stop it, especially if you're the Bills and 90% of your mystique or 50% of your mystique is outdoors at that stadium. Yeah. If you lose at home to conclude the regular season, that's a very odd way to enter another two-week period between games. And does so. that sit with Bills Mafia? Not that you make a decision with your fan base, but I just to me, everything about it feels like the Bills play to win in the finale. At the very least, do what the Bengals did. March up and down the field for a half, and then if you want to pull Josh Allen because you're up 24 nothing in the first half, I think that's more palatable. That's more accept. It's almost condescending to the Patriots. We got our tune-up in in our preseason game. We're ready for the postseason right. now. So I... I don't see any way we get our inactives for next week's game and it says, like, Josh Allen, Stefan Dick. Like, no, I don't see that happening. And as a Patriots fan, do you really want to get into the playoffs beating Bridgewater and Case Keenum and getting their ass kicked? Some of these boobs? Have you seen these boobs that have been fighting back against that Bills T-shirt? You know the T-shirt that made the rounds that listed all the possessions in the playoff game? The oh. seven touch. And everybody's like, yeah, let me know when you won a Super Bowl. We got six of them, baby. Oh, oh great. You're living in the past. You're the team. of You have officially become the Bears and the Raiders and all these teams that oh, were that great once. Yankee fans. like Yeah, Yankees fans. I went to college with guys that were like 19 talking about 26 rings. It's like. What the, you've seen them won three. Okay, God bless you, but you you that's so stupid. The Cowboys were good in the 90s. We're the Cowboys. Now, like, I just think it's so embarrassing the way the fans have dealt with that T-shirt and the fact that the Bills are now your daddy. I, I, have just, I love the Bills fans. Like, they are, they talk about long-suffering. I mean, they have been with that team forever. I love that they're going to stay in Buffalo. I see your calls lined up. We're going to get to all you guys coming up next, 617-779-7937. We even have a Gardner Minshew take, which I will always put to the front of the lines. We'll take those calls and yours coming up next. Call the Yankees my daddy. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Wrapping up our uh, third hour here. Got one more to go. Andy Hart and myself, uh, Ken Off, and uh, we are just talking football. A couple football guys. Is Ken going to make it back? I don't know. Because I saw like 
the Boston public schools are reinstituting like masks when kids come back from. Is there a chance they close the borders and Ken's gone for good? Oh my God! Don't get me started on that. I saw that story. And there was like a, a reporter asks a woman. So they explained, they talked to a doctor, a doctor, an epidemiologist saying like, this is really silly because they're going to be unmasked in every other place that they're in. So it's not going to prevent really anything. Right. And then there's a mom that's like, I really think, and I look at, I just do a quick Google search of her name and I see her Twitter account. And it's like, she's this like nutcase saying mask everything. It's like, that's how it always is, you know. I've learned that. You you know how you your eyes were open to the Ben Volans of the world? Yeah. My eyes have been, been been opened in my area. The town paper and the regional paper. Anytime now I read like a letter to the editor, it's always the same people. It's these people with agendas that write the same letters week after week. And then you look them up and they're like, UMass Dartmouth professor of this. And it's like they none of them are just people. I used right. to think the letters to the editor were like, oh, Chris Curtis got oh. pissed and wrote one. No, they're all people that lead like groups or have agendas. And, you know, I have a thing for this woman, and any and any parent that's concerned, you know, my kid had RSV. It sucked. I, I get it. I don't, you don't want your kids to get sick. Keep them home. Perfectly fine. I'm sure the teacher can send you the homework. You can get the kid to do it. But yep. don't make everybody change for you. You make the change for you. And I mean that in basically all walks of life. If you don't like the way something is done, and I'm not talking like racism or homophobia. I'm talking like actual like just day-to-day things are done right like if i want to have a nut in an airplane i'm gonna have a nut in an airplane i'm not gonna change everything about myself because somebody may be allergic to a nut that's sort of we've governed our society based on the wants and needs on an absolutely minuscule proportion of our population it has never made sense it doesn't make sense at some point i hope we get past this idiocy but sadly i don't think we will wow what year is science we're talking about Brady and Belichick, and we're talking about masks. We've I mean, come back to 2020. I mean, I'm sorry. Don't we know that none of that worked? I think we do. Well, like some people do. Don't we know that all we did was create mass chaos and mental health, and, and just exacerbate mental health issues? Like live in the now, people. Just move on. Understand that we're all going to get sick. We're all going to be okay. Hopefully. If you have severe illness, if you're in a very, uh, if you're in a group that is at higher risk, protect yourself in all walks of life. Jim, I want to talk about Gardner Minshew. Come yeah. Here. Jim. Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah, hey, how are you? Great. Good. Yeah, so I just wanted to, uh, you know, I was watching last week's uh, Cowboys game versus the Eagles, and I, I love the way Gardner Minshew just avoided pressure, stepped up in the pocket, and I, I look at Mac Jones, and he just stands back and gets sacked, never you know, moves up to the pressure. They were saying that Gardner Minshew is a free agent next year. I mean, I just think that's somebody that we could potentially afford. You could potentially afford him. Now, if he brings A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Nick Sirianni with him, I am on board with the plan. Yeah, I, I would say the more we've talked about this, and I know it's all we've talked about, but it's kind of a big topic, Mac deserves a year. I started the show with, what do you want? Do you want a new quarterback? Do you want Mac back status quo? Or do you want Mac back with a uh, competition? Yeah. I want Mac, Baker Mayfield, competition, whatever. I don't want Derek Carr within 100 miles of Gillette Stadium. He is a certified loser. But if, wow. you, do you like Derek Carr? No, not really. But yeah. that, that seemed oh, harsh. Oh, he is just, you know, like... You heard or- Orlovsky, who we were actually talking about during the break, yeah. but Orlovsky is a huge Derek Carr guy that somebody's going to get a great quarterback. If, by the way, Derek Carr 
uh, goes back on his word that he'll never play for anybody but the Raiders. He's on the record saying he'll only play for the Raiders. Well, now the Raiders don't want him to play. We'll see if he goes and does Bible study somewhere or pursues his career. But Orlovsky said Derek Carr has had the 32nd-ranked defense since he's been in the NFL on average, has never had a defense above 20 in the NFL, and believes that you're getting a top 12 to 10 quarterback if you get Derek Carr next year. Okay, uh, Derek Carr, do you, will he be traded or a free agent? He will. I think he'll be cut. Okay. Because they so, have the his contract uh, four hours or four days after the Super Bowl has to be decided. He, yeah. They either pick it up and it's like $40 million or you walk away from it for $4 million. Right. So I, I look forward to Dan Orlovsky going on SportsCenter and explaining why Derek Carr got a two-year incentive-laden deal by with the with the Bucks because he's not getting a ton of money and he's not that good. And he is a head case and you can't have a quarterback that's a head case. But anyway. Uh-oh. Next year, (laughs) speaking of Mac, so uh, this upcoming season, you owe it to the entire apparatus that you have at Gillette Stadium to try to maximize whatever's left of Mac Jones. Uh, Mac-simize. Bam. Nailed it. Get that on the website right now. Uh, Bradford's not in charge. I don't know who to say it. Anyway, Scott McLaughlin, do it. So uh, you want to maximize Jones's tenure with the Patriots, and you bring in, whether it's Bill O'Brien or someone, you do what you said, bring in a tackle, get a good receiver, and you do what Tua got last year, and you hope, minus the concussions, you have a similar situation here where you're left with an option of trading Mac Jones for a first-round pick after a very good year, second, depending on how good of the year. Okay. You get something in return for the investment, and hopefully you get a good year, a playoff berth next year. Or Mac is the guy, and you think he's really it either way. You give him a quarter of a billion dollars. If today you decide to sell, it'd be like you know selling Tesla right now. What's the point? It's that it's bottoming out. You, you shouldn't. That is a dumb investment strategy. Agreed. I am the thing that has stunned me the most about this year. I've written a lot of wrong columns on weei.com, but I think the wrongest was one that I wrote somewhere late spring, early summer that said this was a no lose situation for Mac. If he succeeds this year, everybody goes. Wow, he made the playoffs with a defensive coordinator. He's done it two years in a row. Look what he overcame. He must be legit. And if he loses, I thought everybody would be understanding that, well, look what he's got as a coaching staff. These two guys, like, how could he possibly win? More people than I really expected have said, Max sucks, Max not the guy, that, that guy. He's got no pocket presence. He runs into the ru- Well, he doesn't have pocket presence. I have no idea what he has. You know why? He doesn't trust... The guy calling the plays. I'm sorry. He doesn't trust the line who is coached by the guy calling the plays. He doesn't trust his receivers to run routes. He has to play high school level football where he waits to make sure they're going to run the right route and get open. Because he knows if he throws to a spot, it's not 50-50 that the guy is at that spot when he expects him to be at that spot. This is not a timely NFL offense. He has no faith in anything around him, and yet everybody is blaming him that he's the problem. Got it, but... You know what the what the element that you're not discussing in what, terms of that? What did I conveniently leave out of my argument? The behavior and the antics. Because a lot of people would have been, I, I probably would be where you are, which is he got screwed, not his fault. But the over-the-top displays of total absolvement of blame being like, not me, not me. You know how many times things in life aren't your fault, but you just because you're an adult and you have a family or you have a job where you just say, my bad, because what the hell's the point? I'm here on a Saturday. Yes, I, I, I understand exactly. what it means to just take one for the team. I actually saw my file <laughs> in Ken's office. It's labeled my bad. <laughs> but it's, you know, 
you just you don't emote the way he has on the field. And people bring up Brady. People bring up Mahomes screaming at the enemy. Stop. Yes, I get it. Michael Jordan could do things that Tony Kukoc couldn't. Okay, if Jason Tatum lays into Missoula, hopefully he's back on the sideline with that eye injury. Yes. It's different than if it's Robert Williams or if it's Grant Williams or if it's whomever else. You have a certain cachet and stature if you're one of the top five of people on the planet doing what you do. Mac is not there. And the fact that he's doing this so quick into his career, the second adversity strikes to me is a massive strike against him. Yeah, I don't hold it against him because I said earlier I think it's unprecedented what they've done to him. Unprecedented. I have never seen somebody's career been put in such jeopardy by a an avoidable decision. This isn't like a freak injury. This isn't, you know, something mid-season where you had to scramble. You chose to give Mac Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Like it almost feels like you're candid camera like you're trying to break him am i being punked here like what this is my room i sit down in this room and you expect my career to take off and go where it's supposed to go it'd be laughable if it wasn't the reality it's undercover boss but for the world to see it yes yes i love it uh well i have a question but you blame mac i well no i blame i don't blame mac for the performance i it's not that he's found adversity it's how he's reacted to it that's, Tom Brady doesn't react well to adversity either. Exactly. That's my argument. Right. Okay. People but, need to see the raw footage of Tom Brady mic'd up every time like somebody misses a catch or misses bleep you, you bleepity bleep, 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 bleep like yep. having a little hissy fit. Exactly. And you know what? You know what he overcomes it with? Being really freaking good. That's kind of the elixir. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't walk around here like Greg Hill. I don't bring in millions of dollars. I just do my job and go home and complain to Ken. But uh I have uh, a specific question. For this offseason, we'll get to you uh, in the next hour. We have your calls lined up, and uh, we will do all that coming up next.